This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss developing a resilient attitude. Resilient. What does it actually mean? The meaning is to be able to withstand or recover quickly from a difficult condition. If you take a look at the definition of resilience, it's the ability to recover readily from illness, depression, adversity, or just about anything that brings you down. Resilience is very important because a lot of people, when they get knocked down, when they have a little bit of failures or setbacks in their life, sometimes they, they don't know how to actually come back and how to just get back up, you know, shake it off and, and just push, push on, push forward. A lot of it has to deal with attitude. If you take a look at attitude, attitudes are a way of thinking about someone or something that is reflective in someone's behavior. The definition of resilience. Resilience is a characteristic. A characteristic that allows people that have been knocked down by life to be able to get right back up stronger than ever and push on, meet other challenges. They do not let you know, setbacks in their life get them down. Now, how many times have we been knocked down in our lives, if you really think about it? Think about all the times that you got knocked down in, in, in anything that you did, you know, whether it was, a, you know, at work, rest or play, you know, at work, you, you know, you didn't get that job or maybe you didn't get that, that evaluation and you really felt bad about it, you know. You know, sometimes we get knocked down because of that. If we were at school, and I'll be honest, I remember one time, I was working on my master's degree, and I was, I was plugging away. I was working full-time, and I was going to school full-time. So at the end of the day after work, right, I, I go home, grab myself a piece of chicken, run out the door, go to school, and I was doing pretty good. I was doing pretty good. I was getting A's and B's. I was, I was all right. And then so I took this one class, and this was a class that was a core class for my degree. I had to have this class. There was, we started off with like about maybe 28 people in the class, and we had a project. And the project for the whole entire 16 weeks was set up where you did one part of the project, next week you did another part, and then another, another week you did another part. And it was all based on the previous work. So throughout this whole entire program, you're working on one project. So... This course was actually a, a curriculum development course. My master's degree was in human resource development, so it was actually trying to create curriculum. So we would have to go ahead and, like, from the beginning of this course, okay, set up object objectives, and then how we're going to go ahead and measure those objectives, and then so how we're going to uh, programs that we're going to develop to actually do the program. So, like I said, one thing led to another, which led to another, which led to another. So... At the beginning, I did my objectives, and I, I thought it was okay. I thought the objectives were good. The instructor said, too vague. I have to go back. I have to work on it again. Alrighty. So the next week, I redid the previous week's work, and then so I did the, the next week's work. And again, the instructor said, too vague. This isn't right. You have to start all over again. So now this is about the third week, maybe going into the fourth week. 
And I had not gotten past the first week's objectives because he kept on saying it was too vague. And then so seeing that the second, third, and fourth was based on the first, then that meant that the third, second, third, and fourth was also wrong. So again, now is about the fifth week, and I'm trying to redo this whole entire thing. And still, the instructor says, well, this is, well, this is okay. We're going to go ahead and use this. But the second, third, and fourth was wrong. By this time, this was like about eight weeks into a 16-week course. We had like about 26, 28 people in the class. We were down to just 18 people in the class. Everybody decided, you know what? <laughs> That's it. I'm going to take a, an incomplete. I'm just going to drop out of this class. And I was kind of stubborn. I was very stubborn. I thought to myself, man, up to this point, I've had nothing but A's and B's in this, in this whole entire program. So I was like, no, no, I can't. I can't drop out. I need this class in order to get this master's degree. But now here comes about the ninth, 10th, 12th week, and I'm still so far behind, so far behind. About the 15th week, we were down to seven people in the class. And, you know, I guess I was kind of stubborn. I should have listened, you know, and basically say, you know what, that's it. I'm dropping out of this class. So I wound up getting an incomplete. And I wound up getting an F for the class. Not too proud of it, right? But I, I really felt really bad. And I was really down. I was really depressed. How could I fail? What was it, you know, that, that I did wrong that I, I failed this class? And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was, I was depressed because I was like, you know, I knew the work. I knew what to do. But I, I was like out of control. I could not control what was happening. And if you think about the characteristics of resilience, it says internal locus of control. You have to have con know what you can control. You can't control the instructor. You have to control what you can and understand what you can. You have to have high self-esteem, self-efficiency, have personal goals. My personal goal was to complete that class, but apparently the instructor's goal wasn't, wasn't really to help me. A sense of meaning, meaningfulness. The sense of being able to reach back on previous successes and push forward. And I thought to myself, you know what? I've had A's and B's before. I'm sure, you know what? If I take this class one more time, I'll, I'll be able to, to go ahead and do it. Use humor. Like, yeah, I tried to use humor. Wow, that, was, that wasn't good at all. You know, I was really kind of dumb not to, you know, pull out when I should have. I should have just dropped the class. You know, that's the, so that's what I, I should have done. I should have been able to adapt to changes. Okay, when the instructor says he needed this, this, and this, I, I was hoping that I, I could do it. Have strong relationships. People were, that I knew were supporting me. Well, you know, Israel, you know, I tell you what, you know, maybe you, you need to go ahead and just, you know, look back, you know, take, take a look at the whole entire situation. And eventually, and have faith, have faith. I had faith that I can actually complete the class. So 
The next time that the class was being offered, I took it. And I was with my support group behind me, my family that was supporting me. I took the class, and I was able to pass it. But sometimes, right, when you think about the characteristics of uh, resilience, you have to be able to understand and know what you are in control of. If you can't control the situation, then don't, don't let it get you down. Don't let it get, get you down. Resilient people are committed to goals. I had a goal. I had a goal to actually finish up my master's degree. I had a goal to finish up that class. The resilient people focus on what they can control. So I did only what I couldn't control. And that was my work and trying to get it in on time. Don't blame themselves. You know, it's kind of hard not to blame myself. I guess for myself, I was like, I was kind of stubborn. I was kind of stubborn. I should have seen the writing on the wall when you're down to seven people in a class and you started off with 28. There were some things that I probably, you know, you know, I was out of my control. They think positively. I was positive that I can take this class over again and get an A. And actually, I got a B, so I'm okay with it. And I see challenges. I see challenges. And, and, and I take on challenges. Anytime somebody gives me a challenge, I'll, I'll take on challenges. Sometimes, right, in, in the workplace, you, you, you may get knocked down. You may get, you know, um, you may face adverse action. And that's, that's the worst thing that can happen to someone when they face adverse action. I was working at, um, at, at this post office and as a manager. And I, and I told you the story before about a situation where the senior manager above me wanted me to falsify government documents just so that we can falsify productivity figures. And this would actually lead to bonuses that, that she would get, I would get, and the supervisors would get. But it actually had to have my signature to falsify the, the documents, and I would refuse to do that. So she basically removed me from my job, and I had to go ahead and fight this through MSPB. And if there's federal government workers out there, you know what MSPB is. That's Merit System Protection Board. That's supposed to protect employees from adverse action, from um, termination that's not lawful, but it really doesn't work well. It honestly doesn't work well. So while I was out of my job, again, if you talk about the dimensions of resilience, what does it affect? It affects you physically, because I was really stressed out. At one point, my blood pressure was 175 over, I think it was like 110 or somewhere around there at the, during that time. So physically, I was, I was actually getting sick because of this. Emotionally, I was going through depression. I was like, God, am I ever going to get back, back to work? Mentally, I was like, you know, I was, I wasn't really into what I needed to do, because I was out of my job and I was, and and I didn't have my support group. Well, at least not people from from work, but I did have family as a support group, and that's very important when it comes to trying to develop resilience. You need that support group, family that can support you in anything to, so that you can 
actually um, face the challenges that ahead of you spiritually. Perhaps you know you may need to go ahead and see somebody and and get some spiritual con- um, counseling. Social. And nowadays we have social networks. Way back then, when I was facing all this, right? I didn't have. There was no Facebook. I think at the time there was um, MySpace or something like that. Way back then, right? But socially, sometimes you need to talk to people and say, "Hey, you know what? Um, I'm really down about this current situation. I really need somebody to talk to." And you, you need somebody to be empathetic about your situation. You need somebody to help you emotionally, spiritually, and of course your family support. So you, you need to develop a support group that knows what you're going through and it's going to encourage you and actually tell you that, hey, things are going to get better. <laughs> this is only a temporary setback. And when you get out of this, you're going to be much better than you ever were before. I have a... Uh, a friend who was going through some adverse action. She was uh, removed from her position. And the thing about it is that, you know, we, we, we gave her all the support that we could. Always told her that, hey, have faith. Have faith because you're going to overcome this. This is only a temporary setback. This is just a challenge in your life at this moment in time. But you're going to be able to get out of this. You're going to be stronger. You're going you're gonna to be wiser. You'll be much wiser than ever before because you're going to know, especially in some situations, who your real friends are. Because it's very easy to have friends when, say, like, for example, you're the boss, you're the manager, or you're at a certain position within an organization. But once you're not in that position or you're removed from that position, how many true friends do you have? And you're going to find that the people who are still there to support you be behind you, care about you, and and be there for you. Those are the, the true friends. There's a saying when it comes to success. Success brings false friends and true enemies. False friends, those are the ones that, they're, oh yeah, they're there for you as long as you're in this position or you can probably help them in, you know, to do this and this and that. But if you're not there and you're down and out, those are the very first people that are just like rats leaving a ship. Those are the first people that will abandon you. So being resilient means to be able to bounce back. Bounce back of any problems and stuff, right? It could be financial problems. You know, everybody may have financial problems. You know, it could be, you know, work problems. You don't you don't really like the job or something. You didn't get that promotion or whatever the case may be. Don't let that define you. Don't let that define you. You need to be able to, to get back and get back stronger, come back stronger, and, and, and persevere. And then so later on, you're, you're going to be able to look back and say, hey, you know what? That was very challenging during that time, but I made it. I made it through. I keep on remembering that song, right, of Barry Manilow, I made it through the rain. It kept my, kept my point of view. As a leader within an organization, you must know your people. Get to know your people. Get to know them on a personal basis. Because when they're down and out, it could be something, you know, maybe that happened at home or something in their family life or something like that. You know, people around them notice what's happening. Sometimes we are afraid to actually get involved in other people's life. There's a saying that goes, we can do 
We can be more than friendly at work. We can be friends. Find out what's happening in, in your employees' lives. You know, I don't mean to get really personal with them, right? But when you see that, hey, somebody's either coming in late or something like that, you know, hey, you know, is, is there a reason? It, it could be that, hey, you know, my mom is sick. You know, she's, you know, we may have to go ahead and send her to hospice or whatever the case may be and stuff, right? Talk to people. Be empathetic. You know, t- you know help them, you know, overcome, you know, adversity. Help them to overcome, you know, challenges in their life. Because it, it could be also financial. Somebody's having financial difficulties, right? You know, there's, there's places and in, in organizations that help people to try to get back on their feet financially. Like I said, it could be health. Maybe they just found out that there's, they have an illness or something like that. It could be a relationship problem where somebody is either breaking up or thinking about divorcing or something in the relationship is, is going wrong or something. There's, there's organizations, there's chaplain services, there's church services um, that can provide people counseling that they need to actually you know, push on and moving forward. The thing about not being resilient, and if you keep on thinking about resilience as a rubber band, okay, you know, every time you pull a rubber band, you know, you stretch it, and there's stress on that rubber band. The whole entire thing is the rubber band will always come back. It'll always come back. But what happens if you pull that rubber band too far? You pull that rubber band way too far, and that's it. It snaps. It totally snaps. And that's when you find people make very bad decisions because they weren't able to be resilient. They weren't able to come back from adversity. They didn't have that support group. They didn't have anybody to talk to. And in many cases, they may think about doing harm to themselves. And one of the things that we always hear about is, especially during the holidays, is the suicide rate. The suicide rate of people that are depressed they're basically down and out. They're going through some misfortune in their life, and they don't have that support group to to help them stay resilient and and come back and overcome come it. They wind up snapping, like that rubber band that that you pulled a little bit too far and stuff. They wind up snapping, and that's something that we sh- should not allow to to happen with, within our workplace. Take 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 notice of those folks that are having problems, talk to people, you know, provide them opportunities to to get help. So being resilient is a resilient leader needs to be able to find people, counsel people, talk to people, you know, be out there for them, support your people, you know, make them feel good about themselves. Tell them, hey, you know what, don't worry about this. This is going to be okay. It's going to be much better next time. Everything's going to be okay. Don't, don't, don't even think about it. You know, as my kids are growing up, it's the same thing. You know, sometimes, you know, they didn't get the, the job that they wanted or or they, maybe the relationship didn't work out. You know what? It's okay. You're going to press on. You're going to be better. You're going to be stronger. You're going to learn from this situation. I try to encourage, encourage them as much as I can, support them in whatever decision you know, I always always ask them, "Is that the decision that you're going to make? Is that what you're going to live with?" Because you know, you, that's that's yours. It's all, that's your accountability. So, but the thing about it is, the whole entire thing is having a support network out there to help. And if you can't help someone, then there's 
other avenues, other channels that you can actually point people in the right direction. So take a look at the challenges that you're facing in life right now. Like I said, it could be either at work, rest, at play, whatever the situation. But think about it. It's all going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. You're not the only one that's been... When we think about dimensions of resilience, like I said, there's three factors. Emotional, mental, physical. Emotional, always have positive, positive feelings. Think about the things that you can actually control. And that's your attitude, your feelings towards everything. Self-regulation. And think about your relationships and your emotions within your relationship. Mental, think about your, your optimism. Think about how you see the world. Think about that mental picture that you have in the world. You know, if you have a positive outlook, you'll be much better. Physical, like I said, be physically flexible, strength, vitality. One of the things about physical uh, problems, especially when it comes to resilience, is that um, especially if you're down and out, like I, like I said, my blood pressure was really high, really high. So, you know, for like for myself, I I got, have to go see the doctor all the time in order to make sure that I have my blood pressure medicine, make sure that I'm maintaining my blood pressure. But your physical, you know, endurance is very important. That's that's why you know we you know, we have to take time to take care of ourselves. There was a commander at this one base that I used to um, work at, and this commander. He really put things into perspective for me, and to this very day, uh, although um, he told us this, he told me this, and um, the group that we were in about, God, I think it must have been about 12 years ago, God, has time gone so fast, is that you have three priorities. Your three main priorities are, one, your health, your health, because if you don't have health, you're no good to the to the military. You're no good to your work. You're no good for, for your family. You're no good for anybody if you don't have your health. You can't take care of anything if you don't have your health. And that's, that's so true. Second is your family. Take care of your family because that's your support group. Those, those are the people that are behind you every single day. Those are the people that you go home to. Those are the people that you're doing everything that you do. You do that for your family. Right? And then third is your job. Do your job. And the job's going to get done. And one of the things that I kept on telling the folks, especially when I was at Fort Sam Houston, is that there was a real nice plaque that says, Fort Sam Houston, established 1876. Uh, it was dedicated by President Ulysses S. Grant. Okay, I keep on telling them, this base was here long before us. It's here right now. It's going to be here long after that we're gone. So if you start putting things into perspective... It's your health, your family, your job. The job's going to get done one way or another. It's going to get done. But physical, your physical health is very important. And over here in San Antonio, we have a real good program that on one of the news networks that basically talks about wear the gown, wear the gown. Wear the gown basically means, especially for men who often don't go to see doctors, uh, it's basically encouraging them to actually go see a doctor. And that's extremely important, especially when you think about there's a lot of things that we can do to, you know, to take care of us, to prevent having cancers or whatever the case may be up in, in the future. And one of the things that um, happened to me was that my father passed away of colon cancer. And after that, I was like, oh, my God. I seriously got to start thinking about my health. 
because without my health, I can't take care of my family. So I made an appointment with the San Antonio Gastroenterology doctor. Had a doctor, great doctor by the name of um, Dr. Linder. Had my colonoscopy um, um, test done, and everything was great, fantastic. Everything came out just great. But what I'm trying to do here is trying to encourage you that, one, take care of your health. Take care of your health because that's your first priority, your family and then the job. And that's part of that dimension of resilience. You know, uh, when it comes to taking precautions, you don't have to have colon cancer to later on try to come back from it when you could have avoided it in the first place. So you have to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and, and do whatever you can to encourage other folks. Uh, there's a lot of good information out there on the Internet about resilience, resilience training, training that you can actually uh, put on in your work, uh, work group, organization, wherever you're at, maybe even those uh, you know, or church organizations. But think about resilience and think about how you can reach out to people and help people to get back up and just keep on pushing forward. Um, so take a look out there online. There's a lot of great information out there. I'd like to thank you for listening to my podcast. Again, my email is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to visit our website, we have a Patreon page, and uh, it's our hope to actually create a uh, online training program. And actually, this podcast is actually helping out a great deal because this is, what is it, episode 36 of my podcast, and this is going to be part of it. So it's our sincere hope to actually create an outreach program that reaches out into the community and helps children. I guess next year when I, when I retire from my job here, uh, I'll be able to go ahead and uh, dedicate 100% to that. So I'd like to uh, um, encourage you to actually take a look at our Patreon page and make whatever donations uh, that you can. I really do appreciate it. And as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.